This is Off Air. Welcome to the Cox Media Group Morning Show host podcast. We call it Off Air. I'm Dan Potter with Rick Corey from the KRMG Morning News. Gus from the Eagle is with us this week, as is Matt Bradley from K95.5. Casey Loop from the Mix has uh, something to do with TV today, so he's... He's in front of a camera, huh? Yeah, it's just too busy for Better than us. us. Yeah, Way better than us. Better looking, there's no doubt about that. (laughs) Uh, Guys, today, um, they're setting up. Tomorrow starts Mayfest until we're recording this on Thursday. It starts on Friday. Good to have Mayfest back and to kind of be resuming normal events around town. I know that a lot of folks will be masked up and there's social distancing restrictions and stuff too. But it got me to thinking about festivals that I've taken part in as you know, a radio host and in different markets. And some of these festivals you just couldn't do today. We already know about the raft race here, right? I mean, it went away for years and years and years because it became a liability. It, it became, it almost, Rick, Tell me if I'm wrong. It almost became too good for it or too big for its own good. In, in partial ways, it did. At our height, I remember 605 rafts as we were broadcasting out there at Sand Springs. Enough water for that? Yeah, which used to be River City Park. <laughs> That's the big problem. Uh, and, and there and there would there'd always be some Yahoo who decided that he was going to illegally enter, and we actually had people. There was one person killed. No. Kayak came over one of the low water dams in front trying to get it uh, to be a part of it. So, I mean, oh, it did become that way, and there was a huge amount of liability. And the, the volunteers, you needed enough volunteers to run an Amazon facility to do that thing. Yeah. Is and, that why it got canceled? Was because somebody passed away? Or? No, it got canceled because our general manager at the time just looked around and said, we can't afford the liability anymore. Yeah. And that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Some of these festivals that we took part in back in the day – just couldn't happen anymore. When I was working in Fort Wayne, Indiana in the 80s, we did two huge festivals that were station-sponsored every year. One of them was a raft race down the Maumee River, and it was very similar to the one here and had just as much liability about it. The second huge, even bigger thing that we did, by the way, that well, no, I say the, ra- the raft race was bigger, bigger than, than the second event because the raft race was quoted as the Second largest spectator event outside the Indianapolis 500 in wow. Indiana. Oh, at the really? time. We'd have a quarter million people lying in the banks of the uh, Maumee River to see wow. that. The other thing was almost as big, though. During the Three Rivers Festival, which was a citywide event, our radio stations <clears throat> at the time held something called the Show Me Your Tan Contest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like where we're heading. Yep, yep, yep. It's exactly what's going on in your head right now is going on on the stage uh-huh. there for tens of thousands of people to see. And, um, I mean, now not only, you know, cancer, skin cancer, but nobody's going to do a tan contest, Right. Uh, the nudity that went on, just, uh, oh, accidental nudity. Uh huh. No. I'm thinking Denver Fox. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, and, and, you know, just the whole atmosphere, Me Too, and all of those. It just, it's a thing that could not happen now. And, and Gus, Matt, Rick, I'm wondering if there are festivals in your past where you think, oh, they couldn't do that now. Unfortunately, yeah. Day in the country. A day in the country. Yeah, and a lot. You know, that was something K ninety five was known for. We, you know, we'd be out at the Sharp Family Farm in Glenpool. Thousands and thousands of people all day for a free concert. We handed, you know, we'd always great bring in great artists, and you know, I still get asked about this all the time. When you bringing it back? And the problem is, and it's a good problem to have, but 
The problem is, is you have the BOK Center, you have casinos, you have the Canes Ballroom, you have all these venues now that are booking every show mm. that they can get their hands on. So there's nobody left over to do a festival. to do a big festival for free. They're getting paid. Yeah, right. everywhere you go, and and so yeah, a day in the country just. You know, we, we, we had a nice long run of it, yep. and then all these venues were are on fire with music now, and that's they go where the money is. Again, very volunteer-heavy. Well, sure. some of us were voluntold. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Lots of great stories from that event. I mean, I, I was just a grunt at the time. I remember my first time at A Day in the Country, I had to sit in a golf cart along the highway and protect a trailer full of speakers that was your for, job. For 12 hours, I sat there. <laughs> and I'm like, if anyone pulls up and starts unloading this, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I guess I look scary enough. It didn't happen. So, well, you know, What kind of acts are we talking about here? <laughs> oh, well, like Blake Shelton remembers yeah. playing it. Uh-huh. I, I, I bumped into him in Nashville a few years ago, and I, I was really shocked because I said, you remember playing for us at a day in the country? And he looked at me, and he goes, the Sharp Family Farm. And I was like, dude, wow, how do you remember that? He goes, man, you guys put me in front of 20,000 people for the first time. He goes, I'll never forget that. And That's he had the cool. big long mullet when he yeah, was on stage yeah. with us. And well, what? It's, so it, it's strictly the lack of acts and the facts that acts are, they have places to get paid now. That's why yeah, it went away. Absolutely. How long ago was that? Man, it's, it's been quite a while now. It's been 10, ten years yeah, at least, right? right? Well, yeah. that means that you guys were still doing it, I think, when I first started here. And I knew it Possibly, sounded familiar. Yeah. So. No, it sounds to me like I got to this town a little bit late because all the fun stuff. It sounds like they <laughs> they outlawed. Um, <laughs> it had to happen where you were too, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, the funny thing is, is well, I grew up in New York, so I I, I remember them continuously trying to redo Woodstocks, mm-hmm. and then what was it? I don't remember. It was '99 or something. They did a Woodstock, and it was just a mess. And they're like, "Why are we doing this for these people?" And they just stopped it because it's it's all of a sudden it's too there's too many cases of lawsuits and possible lawsuits and then then you got to get insurance and all of a sudden nobody's making any money and they go well why are we doing this if we can't make money then why are they doing it and then now all the people that put these things on figure it's not worth it anymore yeah and you know and matt makes a great point about the fact that there are all these venues too and not only that people's attention gets moved by social media and by youtube and what you can see there how many people i've heard people say to me yeah i'd like to go to that but i saw that on youtube oh you know i was thinking about going to that and you know from our standpoint dan those old days when i did all those operation aware fundraisers they would never let me do that again yeah, that's true. You know, some of the things I did, you know, riding a bicycle for 440 miles on Tulsa streets without police protection, you know, first of all, you'd probably get, you know, well, it wouldn't be good. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. But there were some of those things they'd probably look at now and say, you know, the old days of hanging off some a building and cleaning windows, they're not going to let you do that anymore. That's true. And those things, we raised $1.4 million for that charity over the, the number of years, but it yes. got to the point where you just couldn't do anything interesting enough. Well, let me ask you guys this, because you guys could probably tell me better than, than I would know. I've been told that a lot of the rules changed for radio as soon as Janet Jackson's boob came out during the Super Bowl. That the rules <laughs> changed for pretty much huh. everything because the, everyone, I think, I think they said shortly after that, that it's at least a million dollar fine if you do something that's obscene. And they said, what's obscene? And the answer was, we'll know it when we see it. Well, yeah, that's always been the old answer. The, could you I, get blamed for that if it happened accidentally? And I mention this because one of my former My boob falls here. out all the time on the air, and nobody's <laughs> ever said anything about it. I'm so glad I'm in the next room. You're off. <laughs> I'm just off. really glad I was in the next room. And that, 
So one of my former co-hosts and I in the afternoon used to do these things just off the cuff. And we've all done this stuff. And so one day we decided we're going to go to La Fortune. It was one of the hottest days of the year. And we're going to have people take a shower. So we had one of those, you know, little square army surplus type things where you can shower, right? But all that is is tarps. So we had people we had people climbing in there getting totally naked handing out their clothes and then we're pouring water on top of them right Oh my gosh Well my co-host decides that this one young lady that gets inside he's going to fool her and he pours ice cold water on top of her oh. and, and she ends up running out ha- Well it was close. <laughs> Had it not been for the fact that thing was zipped close, because she tried to get out. I mean, if she comes out at that point, are we liable? So, uh, probably. Yeah, probably so. I, you know, I, I keep thinking of uh, the the era of the shock jock in the '90s yeah. and all of the nudity that went on in in studios, or at least theater of the mind nudity. You never well, really knew for sure, but some of it was absolutely <laughs> true. Did some of it happen here? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that old window downtown or, yeah. you know, on 71st and Yale, yeah. there, were, there were prints on the window. Yeah. Not fingerprints. Nope. Okay. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. My old station used to have stripper Olympics. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> no. Stro Olympics. So there was one of <laughs> it my brother and I were talking about just this past week, and that is whatever happened to the indoor fun fair? Mm-hmm. That was oh. a huge deal. It, it filled was, the it entire. It was the Tulsa Expo. State Fair yeah. inside. Yeah. Inside the IP building. A yearly event. Yes, and it was, and it was. You to imagine every square inch of that building taken up with a small carnival ride. Oh wow! And and it was. It was. It was the fair, but. Shoved in there. Well, do you want to bet liability insurance had something to do with the demise of that, too? We were cutting in line all the time. Wasn't (laughs) Hugh Finner being one of the promoters? And I think when Hugh started downhill, that was one of the reasons that backed off. I think he was, but I'm not sure. He promoted so many things here in Tulsa. Yeah. Guys, thanks a lot. We'll uh, roll Casey into the discussion next week, but uh, for now. This has gone really well. Let's leave him out. Uh, You know what? Actually, it's a more civilized discussion somehow, which you wouldn't think. you think kind of that Casey would be the civilizing influence on all of us, but somehow it's been calmer without him. This was his best performance, actually. (laughs) It's the Off Air Podcast. Matt Bradley, Gus, Rick Corey, Dan Potter. We'll talk to you soon.